Welcome to Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours. In continuing our sex-positive series, I have a friend named Vixen Chi, who I've known maybe 21, 22 years. And I marked time, I know, I marked time because when I met her, her daughter was one. So it's been 21 years. And she is one of my friends that I like to call my NFLs and take your time and you figure out the acronym on your own. Um, Full life. Full life. And she knows a lot of my secrets. And we always tease each other about if I die first, bitch, don't get your ass up at my funeral and say a goddamn. I told you, I'm going to wear red. I love you, girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. She can't speak at my funeral, so I want everyone to know, if I die before her, don't let her black ass say nothing at my funeral. But like She she still owe me 20. (laughs) Can we pass the collection plate? Right. (laughs) So I want to talk about Um, my friend's journey into the BDSM and kink lifestyle because this was something that was important to her back when we were very, very young, very early on in our friendship, but she didn't pursue the things the way she wanted to. And after getting married and divorced and turning 40, she was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. So I wanted I to... I got to my business about my age, ma'am. We in the same... Ma'am, I'm older than you. We in the same age group. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- what I wanted to do was I wanted her to share her journey into the lifestyle. What age did the BDF, BDSM lifestyle intrigue you? So for those of you that did not hear... A black man's kink sex tape. We went over the acronym. The acronym stands for bondage, discipline or domination, submission, and masochism. So what age did the BDSM lifestyle intrigue you? You know, I never realized like what age, but I always knew of some aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like my first encounter my my first um in at 19 mm-hmm. and uh remember telling you the story like you know meet a guy you know over the phone because you know back in the day folks just you know have wrong phone call numbers and whatnot and it was like oh you got a sexy voice and you know you're about five 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 six short haircut caramel skin i'm like bro you, are you looking at me through the window are you stalking me like what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, you know and in our in our um um he said that he wanted to see me get freaked. And I'm like, get freaked, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like two guys, you know, uh uh some like I, I didn't know what he what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. And um it turns out that you know he wanted to see me interact sexually with another woman mm-hmm. and you know you know I was very ambitious then like I am now and I'm like okay well you know I'm a trisexual so I try anything hey <laughs> you're a damn <laughs> so 
you know, uh, met this young lady and, you know, we, we hit it off. And, um, so we, you know, proceeded to have, you know, um, a a three-way relationship or a polyamorous type relationship. And, you know, it had its ups and downs or whatever, but that kind of like sparked that aspect of it is not until I want to say maybe mid to late twenties. Uh-huh. Then you know when you had like these movies, Eyes Wide Shut and whatnot, and um, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of any other movie as right at the moment of the before uh, Fifty Shades, where you know people were indulging in in these type of activities. But I've always heard about wife swaps and stuff like that with like military folks. And, you must um, have been in a different military than so, me. I, I, I want to say like about mid, like mid to late twenties. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> it took you a minute to catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Okay. I'm... I mean, there were some non-agreements that were going on. It was a whole bunch of Jody situations. <laughs> what do bondage. you like about bondage? Uh, it's the the transfer of energy, the transfer mm-hmm. of control, because I'm a control freak. I'm a very much an alpha female. Uh, everything is dressed right, dressed in my world, and you do and say as I do. And when I come across a partner that um, I can entrust my so quote unquote power to and completely submit to them and, you know, exchange and have that understanding and allow mm-hmm. myself to be restricted. Um, in a safe in a safe environment and it's, it's euphoric in a sense um, you go through the whole motion you know the the racing of the heart the, the increase of the blood pressure and body temps and you know things of that nature it, it, it's it's quite arousing because it does not for me it never ends in a sexual act it's never ever that it can happen that way for some people mm-hmm. but for me i don't it, it's not a requirement okay for me and to not, now that's something that i learned from the conversation you and i had a couple weeks ago when you were telling me about you know your life into your life in the, right. in the kink community so i started doing my research and i was just i was floored that a lot of BDSM activity doesn't end in penetrable sex. I was floored. It's a transfer transference of energy, and a lot of people get off on that. So I'm, I mean, I'm totally fascinated by the mere thought of this. Wasn't something I've ever considered. How did you get the courage to step into the lifestyle? Like, yes. where? What was your breaking point where you were like, you know what? I need to be out here in these streets. You know, metaphorically, I need to be living my best life. What was the final, what made you take that step? So, mm-hmm. as you know, I was married for mm-hmm. nine years to a wonderful guy. Um, we managed to co-parent uh-huh. excellently. Excell- we've always been friends. Um, but during during that course of the marriage, you know, I tried a gambit of things um, to kind of spice it up. Because I always wanted to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, I was the good wife. And in, in doing that, you know, you're taking care of home, you're taking care of kids, you're taking care of husband, mama, papa, everybody. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of lose yourself. And it got to a point where mm-hmm. I was unfulfilled. I was unsatisfied. Like I had a, um, a profile long before I got married on this mm-hmm. uh, website called Adult Friend Finder. And 
there is a big, huge community. That was like the start for me. There's more. There's like SDC, which is Seek Discover. Um, oh Lord, Seek Discover and mm-hmm. that's okay. I never remember what the I'll, C I'll, is. I'll make sure people have <laughs> SDC. Um, there's there's Fet Life. Fet Life is real big, also too. Um, that I've discovered that, but there's a lot. There's a lot of them, and um, I would you know go on there, and I would never meet anyone i would just read profiles and see what is out there and i've always been curious about human sexuality because you know no one person Mm -hmm. enjoys the same thing the same way and um it's like what what is it that i'm missing what is it that i like and of course you know we tap into you know little free, free um sex websites and whatnot and um you know, watch a little porn. It's like, okay, is that real? Is that fake? Is that, you know, is that how it goes? Is that how it doesn't go? And over the years, I, I just started to meet people here and there that kind of indulge themselves in certain things. So, the, like, the first thing is, like, to be non-judgmental. Be open-minded, because you'd be surprised. You have the school library and it look like she don't mash hands, <laughs> and she, you know, right. whooping somebody tail, having them calling her mistress. <laughs> And it's like, oh, oh, okay, ma'am. Um, yeah, you you do that. But um, it, it was just, I needed to find out what made me happy, what fulfilled me. And I want to say out of the nine years, the last mm-hmm. four years, mm-hmm. like we rarely engaged in sex. And I couldn't understand why was that like... I, I feel like, you know, I'm damn Kama Sutra. You know, you like it, I love it. You want to try it? Like I said, I'm a trisexual. I try anything more than once. Onto this this site over the years or whatnot. Has everyone been welcoming to you? I mean, do you go to parties and you find find that you're, you're received well by, by everyone? For the most part, yes. But then there's, you know, a select group who aren't. And I say this because of the majority of the groups that I'm in is all about BBW's uh, Big Beautiful Women mm-hmm. for BBC's Big Black Cops. So it's, you know, majority, you know, white yeah. women who love black men. And, you know, a lot of them prefer prefer that. So here I come, you know, in my Afro-Latina queenness <laughs> looking one way and a lot of them feel intimidated. It's like, oh, why is she here? Well, right. first of all, uh, ma'am. Right. And I, I know your woman. motherfucking ass. Let me tell you something. I, know I do you. love my black You probably walk in there and start speaking <laughs> Spanish. And that shit intrigues everybody in the room because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throws them off. You know, that's the name Vixen Chi. That's the name Vixen Chi. You know, one common goal is pleasure in in one one form or another. And everyone is open to it. And if it's not for you, you know, you right. communicate it and people respect you for that. You know, one thing I learned is not good to go in that setting and environment talking about, oh, yeah, I'm with it, I'm with it, I'm with it, because they're going to call your bluff. Okay, well, you say online in group that you do this, that, that, that. <laughs> show, me where, show me what that mouth do or, you know. Um, but I, 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 I watch because I'm learning, you know, what it is people like, how they like, what techniques to do. And, you know, there's times where I will allow myself to be a part of a scene. So I know, you know, what it is to be rigged or to be paddled. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So impact play um, is where your paddles, your floggers, your your canes, hands, the, any 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 type of object normally that can be used for um, to make any type of impact onto the skin. And um, like I've I've met a gentleman who had a, a concrete um, a concrete ball and chain, you know, for a heavy deep impact. Um, wooden paddles, things of that nature. It could be done mm-hmm. on the bench. It could be done, you know, over a chair. Um, it just all depends. And, you know, we know, like, as we mm-hmm. release endorphins, our pain tolerance changes. And there's a chemical change that happens um, within the mind. And um, for some people, like, they can they can take on some serious um paddling or caning or whatnot and it's you for them. Mind you, aftercare is very, very important also too. You can't just have somebody come like, okay, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a spank that ass or whatever and leave you all beaten and bruised and whatnot and, you know, don't know how to um, take care mm-hmm. of you afterwards or you don't know how to take care of yourself. It's all about consent. Mind you, there's the, there's a the thin line between consent and non-consent and, 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 and abuse. And everyone has to sit down and come up with like hand signals and safe words and things of that nature, um, do's and don'ts prior to. So that way, when a scene is happening, mm-hmm. you know, there's no misunderstanding as to what's going on and what you can and cannot do. Um, and I told you, I, I had that um, at a party that I was invited to. Uh, the young lady, the birthday girl, wanted me to spank her with my hands and you know we discuss all what it is that she wanted or whatnot and during you know the session um i made it very clear no talking no running in and out no touching me no touching my um my sub for the simple fact that you know Mm -hmm. we're building a connection we're exchanging energy and the slightest of distraction unwarranted would totally throw it off and then you know it's like scene over you can't you can't go back for me once mm-hmm. i start i have to go all the way through it's a cycle it's a course and once that that cycle is broken then it's like you know what i can no longer perform because then now right uh, i'm not where i should be mentally neither one of us So tell us one of your most unique BDSM kink sex stories. Oh boy. So, um, as I stated, you know, I am a switch, Mm -hmm. which is both dominant and submissive. And I come across a lot of men that, you know, they're all, you know, I'm an alpha I'm an alpha male, you know, I, I'm dominant, I'm this and the other. And then they meet me, and um, I don't know what it is about me that kind of made that change. Um, I dated a guy, um, <laughs> he was OG gangster, OG gangster crib, you know, tattooed, his set tattooed on his chest and everything, you know cuz this cuz 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 or whatever and I'm like yo I'm from Cali I'm from Inglewood we, we don't we don't talk like that but okay but um 
you know, he gave this persona, you know, that, you know, he, he was a thug or whatever and never been to prison or anything like that. So, you know, a lot of folks feel like, you know, he went to prison, this, that, and the other. And no, I don't know. But, um, but he was also a hopeless romantic. So he did the candy, the flowers, the gifts and whatnot, the dinners and all that good stuff. And one time, you know, we were being intimate. We were having sex and, you know, he had a fetish. He had the fetish for extreme squirters. And, you know, that's one of my many talents mm-hmm. that I do. And, you know, in, in the process of all of that or whatever, he asked if, you know, um, if I could penetrate him, if I could peg him. And I'm like, what? And it was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've never had, I've never had my, uh, prostrate, um, uh, stimulated or whatever. And I've always wanted to try it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, for me, and I said, and first of all, you know, he's, you know, of African-American descent and, you know, like in, in our culture where there's African-American or any, any African descent, like men when it comes to anal sex or whatever that is deemed a homosexual act you know or you're gay if you like that or whatever so for him to be comfortable enough to ask me to do this you know I had to you know first take a step back and I asked you know is this what you really want and then also too if I'm comfortable doing such and you know because that is a relinquishment of power of you know his masculinity in a sense and so, you know, we had a discussion and we had to set it up, you know, purchase, you know, small toys and whatnot. And, you know, of course, you know, lubrication, went over hygiene, um, things of that nature. And, you know, he actually enjoyed it um, because during, you know, me penetrating him or where we were having sex at the same time and, you know, he wanted to get choked a little bit. He wanted to be dominated. Mm-hmm. So, and I gave him what he wanted and he, he enjoyed it. It wasn't something that we did all the time, but you know, every once in a blue moon, you know, it would come up and that would be something that we would do. Now, you know, being a new, new switch in this whole BDSM thing, initially in the back of my mind, it's like, what the hell is this dude? thinking like seriously you want me to do what you got your blasted mind I didn't say this to him but I'm thinking this to myself and I have to remember you know something that I you know I have to practice what I preach be open Mm -hmm. be receptive be non-judgmental this is someone being vulnerable someone with the perception you know with this with this image is coming to you um, and making this intimate, very intimate, very uh, private request. And so, you know, I, of course, I did my research and whatnot, and I watched a lot of videos. Um, as some of my friends, some of my male friends who are bisexual and who do um, anal play, um, you know, the do's and don'ts, tips and tricks of what I should do and whatnot, and it, it, it was successful. And I do get approached a lot you'd be surprised how many men um are interested or actually enjoy that um that activity
play is uh, pretty much when um, your dom, whether male or female, uses a toy or an item to spank you with. Mm-hmm. And it can be anything from a wooden spoon to uh, a handmade flogger or like I, I keep referring back to the guy um, in my mind uh, that made his own toys and he had this cannonball made out of like concrete and had a chain on it and a handle and he barely tapped my thigh with it and I was like oh okay that, that's a pretty pretty deep impact or whatever he did it on my um, he did it on my ass I was like okay don't be like cracking my tailbone or anything like that cause you know um, I need that but you know, he of course um, was experiencing using these things. When I said people actually do um, request that, and you know, the impact is a little bit harder. And you know, a lot of folks are like, you know, that's crazy how somebody sitting in just be beating on you, or whatever. Because you know, growing up, the switches and things is not um, <laughs> for for pleasure at all. You know, go hard, go hard a piece of tree and bring it so I can fix you. Um, <laughs> It's funny now as an adult, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I like a little caning there, you know, a little bamboo stick action. Um, my preference is um, the uh, tassel. Um, mm-hmm. They're like leather tassels, and I like uh, paddle. There's different materials. Like, I have a friend that actually took a fire hose and fashioned it into a type of paddle the texture of it um is is it's just different and endorphins do kick in and your you know people's pain tolerance changing increases and that's like also too kind of going back to like when you're in the scene and you don't need distractions um you don't want to break that because somebody is in that mode like endorphins are high their tolerance is there and when you get somebody that breaks that it's just whoo yeah because after that the impact is gonna hurt it's mm-hmm. gonna feel a whole lot different it's not gonna be pleasurable and then you know you know you may or may not be able to continue or start back it just all depends on the people who are actually doing that scene mm-hmm. okay now is there anything else that you've seen that you wanted to try there's this hook anal hook um some people use this part as denial um, orgasm, orgasm denial part. orgasm denial okay. i um, just learned that so i feel like i'm special right now right <laughs> Man, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> orgasm denial because that, that that wow that that right there it's all you know like i said like i'm a control freak i am a type a personality so to relinquish that ability that power of being one way to another to not Mm -hmm. having that control like it's something so with this hook or whatever it can be inserted and you know it's very smooth um metal um very soft um of course you know have to be careful with it and whatnot to not have any like rectal issues or anything like that and um have to be okay with anal penetration um, and sometimes it is attached to, say, if someone is already rigged, it's mm-hmm. attached to them one way or another. And if you move a certain way, the pressure, 
the sensation of the pressure of the ball because it's a round, like a round ball. It's a J hook, like a fish hook with a, a round ball at the end of it. Mm-hmm. The pressure of the ball, the, the, the intensity of the, the sensation um, is, is, is aroused. I've never had it, but I've seen it done. But it's like, whew, yeah, you know, it's levels, you know, it's, 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 it's levels and layers to this thing, onion layers to this thing. So um, that's, I, and I have to find somebody who I'm comfortable with to do that more on a one-on-one. I've seen it mm-hmm. done at a party at the scene, but, you know, I tend to be a little co- closet freak for lack of a better term you know I don't want everybody to see you know all what I like I can't pull out all my bags of tricks <laughs> so <laughs> describe a, just a typical scene at a party like if you were to take someone like me or someone else who has no experience not familiar with community at all um, and you're trying to get them to go like set the scene for for me so I I give a disclaimer, um, like when you're there, first and foremost, no judgment, be non-judgmental, have an open mind, don't be closed off to what you may see, Mm -hmm. Um, not everything is for everyone. So not everybody sit and participates. There's a lot of warriors. Everybody likes to watch. Mm-hmm. So everybody's all in on, on observation mode and learning about things. Mm-hmm. Or they just like seeing it. So, um, and I have done it in the past, taking someone who's never experienced it. I get asked all the time, ooh, I want to go to a party in that setting. And just be like, oh no. And talking out loud and pointing and, you know, being childish about things. Got to be an adult about it. You're in, the, in, a, in an environment where, um, are being their true and free selves. Mm-hmm. When you go to these parties and events, are your scenes and or sexual activity with men and women or just men or just women? Um, my scenes at a party is with predominantly men. Mm-hmm. My one, some, most of my one-on-ones here recently have been both with men and women. Mm-hmm. And it's always... Um, with the exception of the last one, it's always the women wanting to play with my partner mm-hmm. and kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for the cause, you know, all three of us can, you know, interact or whatever. And a lot of times it doesn't necessarily have to be anything sexual, Once you know, a, a kink to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, the sex for me sometimes is a bonus because, you know, I do not identify as bisexual. Mm-hmm. I'm so surpassed by curious, so I am comfortable. Mm-hmm. If the moment arises or whatever, I do not have an issue in engaging in uh, uh, intimate um, activity with, with another woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So then my last question, why was this BDSM journey important for your life? Is it was important and it is important in my life because I've I lived a life of self denial, denial, mm-hmm. denying myself certain pleasures, whether it's guilty or not. And and my mom has always taught me to you know try things out, mm-hmm. explore. You you would never know what you like until you try it. And um, I've always been interested of, uh, about human sexuality. You know what makes us tick what makes us you know aroused what what doesn't you know why certain things you know people like and why they don't and for me um it's it's a journey 
you know, from being in a marriage. And it's crazy when I think like nine years, like who who does that? Nine years. But you have people married for twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. And they and they they're Unhappy, miserable and they hate unfulfilled. Them. They're miserable. Yes. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like how you guys have kids? How did you like what happened? Did, did, did somebody like have have a half cup of moonshine or something like that and just let loose or you know like how how is that but but it happens and you know nine years of not communicating to my partner it it, it, it you know it led me it led me to it like my my ex-husband and I we we talk about it and he's just initially he was just blown away like, oh my gosh like you're doing that you know or I wanted to try that with you and I know you did not, you know, but we never discussed it. We never talked about it. And um, he he is an advocate, believe it or not, of me trying and exploring things. Of course, you know, he wanted to know stories and something like, you know, we cool, homie, but I'm not going to tell you all, all my business like that. Uh, he said, I'm going to beat my going- meat. I'm gonna beat my meat. Watch yeah, and look, look, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not finna do that. You know, you got your whole girlfriend. Y'all can go do that. Like, you know, I tell your story too. You get hot and bothered, and you go, you take care of your business with her. Our, our, our thing is totally different. We co-parent. That's it. And, and, and you the homie now, so I'm gonna need you to, to keep your homie boundaries intact. But um, him and also too, um, my oldest daughter's dad. Um, we we have um, a, a relationship where you know we talk about it because you know I trust these men, you know I'm I, I'm the mother of their children, mm-hmm. and you know I respect their opinion because a lot of times I need a male perspective on things. Mm-hmm. They may not like it because you know whatever feelings they have towards me or whatnot or you know the potential of somebody you know like being in my face and and, and, and being stepdaddy to their kids you know is is a, is a factor for them. But, you know, they know that, you know, they I, I respect and value their opinions. So, you know, we have these discussions. And, um, and I said initially for both of them, they were like, oh, my goodness, like, you're, you're doing what now? Oh, wow, I never knew that about you. Or, you know, Big J, his thing was like, oh, well, you know, I kind of thought, but I never, again, we never discussed it. But now I know, okay that's why you would ask about such and such or you would do this that, and the other when we were together like yeah because you know I wanted to try it out but you know I didn't know how to approach approach you and, and, and bring these things to you mm-hmm. so anyone out there you know talk communicate communicate with your partners communicate 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 do not be ashamed because you know my thing is if you are ashamed to express your deepest desires with someone then that's the person you, not, you don't need to be with mm-hmm. I agree I, I totally agree. So this has been a little bit of a podcast, a little bit of a conversation, a little bit of a catch up because we haven't talked in a while. Um, right. I thank you for being as open as you were on this podcast. But this is you. Like you are in your element. You have been this way from day one. Um, so I thank you for your time. I thank you for sharing your experience. If people want to reach out to you, are you okay with me contacting you and letting you know that they want to connect with you? Yes. Okay. And you know, for those who listen, like I said, I'm, I'm a novice in this. So if anyone who is listening, who is more advanced or more skilled, mm-hmm. by all means, you know, hey, hey, Vixen, 
uh, you said this that the other i want to touch on this or whatever give your opinion give your advice i am very receptive to it to uh, um constructive criticism by any means because this is like i said this is a journey i'm learning and growing from this my my goal is to to be uh, a femdom you know I, I'm, a, I'm a switch mm-hmm. for those of you who, who don't know a switch is a, a person who's both dominant and submissive so you know and i'm i'm a mistress in training so to speak so if anyone out there who, who is experienced or anyone who is curious by all means i am i'm very open um, to answering any questions or, or having the having that dialogue, that conversation with you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours.